This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Today is a continuation of our love-related holiday theme from our last episode. And we'll be talking about Black Day and the history of Black Day, sad Korean ballads, and our favorite very, very sad ballads. So let's start. Black Day. Black Day is pretty much a response to Valentine's Day and White Day, and from what I've seen, this actually originated in South Korea and is only celebrated there. Valentine's Day was started in Europe, although the origins are kind of foggy, but the modern version that we know today started in Britain, and White Day started in Japan, like we talked about in the last episode. It happens two months after Valentine's Day and one month after White Day, making it April 14th every year. We know that we're talking about this pretty early since it's only February, but the topics went together, so we decided to put them into one theme. Unlike the other two days, though, Black Day is not an official holiday. In America, some people call Valentine's Day Singles Awareness Day, which I would say is a good parallel to Black Day. They kind of have the same vibe. So on Black Day, single people get together, although some do just partake in the holiday alone, and they eat jajangmyeon, which is a noodle dish made of black beans sauce, meat, and vegetables. Another distinguishing feature is wearing all black, and when I mean all black, I mean the clothing, accessories, nail polish, makeup, everything. Businesses have also recently taken to the holiday by creating events centered around it and making other foods black. So when I was reading up on Black Day, I saw that some of these events are kind of counterintuitive to what Black Day is. There's kind of speed dating type events that are held and things like that. And then for the food, they just dye food black and people eat it I guess because <laughs> black day is basically all about single people being sad because they're single. yeah pretty much that is the vibe okay but do you get any good discounts that's the real question <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you know what I mean? I like, assume not. No, no, no. I mean, like, if you go to a restaurant alone on Black Day, do you get, like, 10% off and it's like, and we recommend this dish? <laughs> like, Would you Sizzler? like this black muffin on top of your jajangmyeon? I'm just saying, I, I brought a lot of black clothes with me over here, so I'm ready. I'm gonna fit in. I'm styling. Are both of you single? I Happily. am. <laughs> I'm the only one that's not single. Na, 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 na. We'll celebrate Black Day together, Onyx. <laughs> just going to Lottimore and just picking up John Jungman. Ooh. Mm. Man. I still haven't tried it. I want to try it so bad. Come to my apartment. I'll make it for you. <laughs> I've seen like black bean paste in the one Asian food store that I usually go to, but I've never dared to buy it. I'm a bit too scared to buy it. I'm like, it's scary. <laughs> I've I've looked at recipes and it doesn't look that bad to make, but I'm still like, I don't know. If I don't like it, I'd rather go and have someone make it for me and try it before trying to make it myself because then I'm stuck with a bunch of ingredients. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, the reason why, so. like, the best thing about living here is that they've got, like, a bunch of these pre-made sort of meals where all you do is just add hot water. And, like, they've got, like, rice and stuff like that. And right, right, right. for, like, a buck. Or like four that's bucks crazy. at most. You can get it at convenience stores or like the grocery store. And there's even one type that's like mom's recipe or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, I don't pay attention to a lot of labels just because I can't read them anyway. And usually they're just company names. But when I saw that, I nearly died laughing. I'm like, oh. That's great. <laughs> They've got that same sort of phrase like in English where it's like, ah, oh, just like how mama used to make. <laughs> you know, like, like that's like a thing in the US. So it was kind of funny so that great. they got that here. Have you ordered in before? I did my first time last Sunday. Oh. I re- I was so determined to figure it out and so I ordered Burger King. It was like you have to have a $15 minimum so mm-hmm. I also ordered like three things of orange juice because I was feeling like 
dead sick. So I was like, you know what? Either way, I win. They're like, hey, it's going to come in about 40 minutes. I'm like, good. I've got enough time to throw out like my trash and my food recycling and all that stuff. Wash like the dishes and everything like that. And I paid in cash exact change. You get options for, hey, don't knock on the door. Text me when you're here. They're like very specific things that you can request for. And I didn't request for anything. The dude knocked instead of ringing my doorbell. And I was so excited because that doorbell scares the tar out of me. Like even the siren... (laughs) This morning for like emergency alarms didn't scare me nearly as much as my doorbell. My doorbell is terrifying. That's hilarious. Yeah. You have to record it one day and show us. It's it's startling. So, all right. One of the articles that I used as a source actually stated that there are up to 13 holidays centered around love slash couples in South Korea. So I think that it makes sense that one for single people eventually popped up. And the quote unquote holiday that is Black Day has permeated pretty far into Korean culture. And one of the articles even mentions a girl group called Pascal that released a song called Merry Black Day in 2014. And also, just a side note that I thought was pretty amusing, there's a bunch of other holidays. I say holidays loosely, it's more of a national blank day type thing. And they all land on the 14th day of the month. I think one of them was January 14th is Candle Day or something like that. But yeah, we'll have a link to that article in the show notes. So now that we've talked about Black Day, let's get into Korean ballads and the sadness in them. For this part, I'm not really going to be diving into the history of sad ballads in Korea so much as into recent academic research on K-pop from the view of cultural anthropology and music theory. Before I go on, for those of you who didn't have to deal with the social sciences. Cultural anthropology is basically anthropologists who like to study societies and like to understand like how they change and their effect on the people in the societies, how culture is shaped by people and how it can shape societies. Not a good definition for it, but it's different from history in that they have different goals, but they both work together. I'm making it worse as I go on. Anyway, so the reason why I'm doing it from that perspective is because most people tend to consider K-pop as being a copy of Western music. And Michael Fuhrer's 2016 book, Globalization and Popular Music in South Korea, Sounding Out K-Pop, has been the only place I've seen in English that tries to verbalize the difference between the two. And because I have studied music theory a little bit and cultural anthropology, I can kind of understand it. His book is basically, it was an academic paper that got published. So that's the reason why I got to go from that. I am going to simplify it because he goes into a whole thing about music theory and measures and very specific stuff about characteristics and guaranteed that I can barely understand it, so I should probably shouldn't be repeating it. Anyway, so here's the deal with Korean ballads, is that there's this unofficial term called punky that is used when people who are making music try to make it sound Korean. It comes from another word that basically has to deal with trot music and the characteristics of trot music. So basically it mainly deals with melody and vocalization. So with the melody, it has a certain type of chord progressions and you can hear that in K-pop songs such as Tiara's TTL, Time to Love. And it kind of harkens back to the days of Japanese colonialism in Korea and how a lot of people who experienced Japanese colonialism when they were younger, they remember the music from that time period and it's like, oh, my youth, even though it was very troubled youth because of imperialism. And so that's kind of the reason why it sounds so sad because it is partly Korean musical tradition with the melody, but it's basically the idea of the Korean sound. 
versus foreign influence. So it's the melody, and then the vocalization is about pouring out your emotions, the sadness that you feel, and that's what makes it traditionally Korean. Example of that would be from Fly to the Skies, I Love You. So it's just the feeling of sadness <laughs> through the melody and vocalization. And it's that element which you can find in a lot of modern K-pop ballads. And basically the idea is the more pong is in a song, the more Korean it sounds and the less foreign it sounds. But there are always foreigners who try to copy that. Like there are obviously more and more non-Korean producers who are coming into K-pop, but you can sometimes hear it. In there, and then that's what kind of makes ballads stand out that are sad. So yeah, history's sad. I I do recommend you read that book though, as I've not studied music theory in a long time in relation to K-pop, especially. Besides the examples that I listed, which were listed in the book, we don't know if our songs that we picked for our favorite ballads have this element in them. So let's talk about our favorite sad ballads. Min, start us off. As we know, you are the connoisseur of ballads, sad ballads in this group of folks. Please lay it on us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Still, this one actually, I have a surprising amount. I have like 10 songs listed up here. So that one sad K-pop ballad playlist I have on YouTube helped me out so much. I'm not actually entirely sure where I want to start because I don't have a lot of deep, insightful things to say about You don't have to. You could just say, it slaps. Yeah. (laughs) The first one would definitely be Big Bang's If You. It is a ballad, but it's also kind of borderline ballad. But I think it would be classified as a ballad. It's the only real Big Bang ballad that I like. There is another one that is about love songs and about how they don't like love songs. Stupid love songs. Hmm. Love song. I don't remember the name of it. But that one is good, but I don't think that qualifies as a ballad. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know. We're using ballad as a broad term. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So many of these songs some people would probably argue aren't ballads, but I still like them. Like for instance, Dean's Instagram. I've listened to that song so much. It is basically about scrolling Instagram when you're sad and looking at somebody who's not in your life anymore, posting about how great their life is and you just sitting there feeling sad and empty because you're not a part of this anymore. I love that song too. I've listened to that song so much. (laughs) Holy hell how much I've listened to that song when it came out. It's wonderful. I still love it. Dean's voice, beautiful. Song, great. It's amazing. (laughs) I just, I love that song too. I, I really like the guitar yeah it's it's wonderful i also really like some more rap r&b type ballads like tiger jk's forever which features yun mire t her name was t at one point (laughs) tasha she has had so many names yes she has forever it's a rap but a rap ballad about a breakup and how somebody would love you forever and then they break up with you and he is just so good at portraying emotion. That's why I like a lot of his songs, or at least a lot of his solo songs. I love the MFBTY songs too. But yeah, it's just, it's very good. Same with Yoon Mire's This Love, which is also a more R&B ballad. It's very pretty. It's also a love song. Don't remember what it's about, but it's a love song. I, of course, also have to mention another 21 song, and it's the song Lonely. I'm also not sure how much that would categorize as a ballad, but it is a slow song about feeling alone 
while in a relationship. The song doesn't necessarily sound as slow and sad as many other ballad ballads sound, but it's still... It's a very pretty song, and it's something I related to a lot. Relationships I've been in, and it's a feeling I struggled with a lot. Like, feeling lonely even around people which I shouldn't feel lonely around in a way. It's weird. I like the song 21 Good. The last one I will, like, not go speed mode honorable mentions with is Lihiori's or Ihiori's um, Amor Mio, which so many different languages. Ah, (laughs) my brain. Oof. Code switching is fun. It's a duet with Lee Hyori and Park Yi Young. I struggle with a lot of Korean names. I'm sorry. We all do. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the song is also about being dumped and wanting their love to come back to them. It's the only duet I've really listened to. And it's just, it's so wonderful. And I love it. And their vocals work so well together. Again, I don't usually like slow-moving sad songs, and especially not duets that are slow-moving and sad, but it's such a good song. And I don't want to pronounce the name again. <laughs> what can't I just call it? Love me. For some honorable mentions, first one up is... Four Minutes Cold Rain, because to me, Four Minute isn't a ballad group, but that song is cute. Secondly, Lehigh's Breathe, because I think JR is gonna actually talk about that song. Yeah, I was gonna say we have some overlap. Yeah. Beasts Fiction, but not the original version, the orchestra version of Fiction. That's the thing you should listen to. Like, if you like Beast or Highlight, it's a really pretty version of the song, because Fiction is very upbeat, even though the lyrics are kind of sad. I didn't know they had an orchestra version, even, so I'm definitely going to be looking at that. I think it's an album-only thing, like it's a sidetrack right, on the Right, right, right. Don't... It's pretty, at least. And lastly, TVXQ's Holding Back the Tears, because we need more boy groups. What about you, Onyx? What are your favorite very sad ballads? So, I got in trouble with Min and JR. Because I love me some sad ballads. They told me to pick a few, and they gave me a limit, so I'm only Which giving- we didn't follow the limit ourselves, so we're gonna yeah. give you a pass. <laughs> I didn't know we had a limit. Yeah, I, I suggested me... one. I suggested you one, told and then me I, realized, I realized that that's not possible, so I apologize, so... it's my fault. I okay. was not a part of this conversation. <laughs> yes, you I were. Remember you guys told me no more than three, so I tried to be sneaky, and I just wrote whole albums i was like haha you said three tracks but i put three albums fight me <laughs> they'll never suspect but then they read it ahead of time and a long time for this document it was just every ballad from 2003 2004 well i stand by that there's a couple hundred that i like hey i listened to a lot of music then so fight me maybe we'll have a separate playlist for onyx especially (laughs) eventually (laughs) well because a lot of them you can't find anymore anyway so the first one i want to talk about is v romances i'm fine because most ballads are about like love and like heartbreak and stuff like that but this song really good for someone who's going through grief if you've got a loved one who's dying they're like in the last days this is such a comforting song to listen to this is so good for grief because it's mainly like you're still dealing with it so i highly recommend this track v romance does not release a lot of music especially because like right now there's like a member or two in the military but i admire them so much like they release so much good music of the little they have 
Then my other recommendation is every ballad. I would like to amend my last statement from 2002 to 2004. Every ballad that came out, solid gold. There's actually a reason for it. Besides the fact that that's what started me into K-pop. It's also the fact, though, that a lot of first generation groups had disbanded. And then they were kind of coming around as solo artists or as like smaller versions of the group. And they were all releasing sad stuff. So that's why that there was such a huge number of them. That was like a good time. If you were a ballad singer, 2003, 2004, like that was your time to shine. And then Tomonchiki debuted and then that ended it because then all the idol groups started debuting again. That caused like an upswing and then kicked off Generation 2. But anyway, some of that you need to listen to. If you were going through a breakup, there's an artist called Jay. She also did a song, Perhaps Love, on the Goong soundtrack. But her 2004 album, The Crush of Love, is all about breakups. Like it's just a whole album about breakups and regret and stuff like that and still being like sort of in love with the person and one of the tracks i believe it's there's two versions of the crush of love and then the second one is in english like full english and it's really good and i think also her outro track and her intro track are also in english that one's really good i listened to that song so much that full album so much in high school then the next one i want to recommend is sg wannabe my favorite ballad group for so long they debuted in 2004 with timeless on their we want to be missed sg album and it is a solid album besides of timeless there's also i loved you until death and then also don't know why which is the seventh track highly recommend those sg wannabe just releases pure golds my favorite album by them is their third album the third masterpiece excellent album but just saying in the 2004 they ruled the world can I, can I ask a question about SG Wannabe quick? Yes, you may. So the SG stands for Simon and Garfunkel. Does their music sound like them? No. Really? That's so interesting. At least in my opinion, they don't. Can you see elements from it? Not really. <laughs> really? What's the point of their name then? <laughs> Maybe in the early days. I well, know. I think that they wanted to, but they don't come off as it to me. Hmm. Are they like folky? Uh, they've got small releases of that here and there, but that's not like the bulk of their discography. That's so interesting. I've I've always wondered, and I could just listen to them for myself, but yeah. I can ask no, you too. I mean, I, you, well, yes. you know that I listen to a lot of older music. Mm-hmm. But and so like I'm very familiar with Simon Garfunkel, but I don't see the connection. I think that they've mentioned they want to be influenced by them, but I don't hear in their music. It's just me though. They do have some folky stuff, but it's Partner for Life. That song mm-hmm. is kind of folky, but it's like Korean folky. Right, right, right. Like, very clearly like Korean traditional sounding. So I don't hear it. But somebody else might be a fan of Simon Garfunkel and they might disagree with me, but I personally don't hear it. I'll have to look and see for myself then. SG Wannabe, uh, We Wanna Be Miss Jess G is such a good album. And then uh, Yungun uh, in 2003 released the track Brown Hair, which is so, so, so beautiful. I'm a bit of a Yungun fan. They released a couple of other tracks that I like. Brown Hair, though, stands out to me as like my number one favorite track from them. It's still the most beautiful. And also like the music video for it is so sad. Then the other one I want to recommend is Weezong's It's Real album from 2003. That was really good. He's got one track in English called Angel. That one's good. But the main track that everyone knows is With Me. That one's so good. But like quite a few of his tracks on there are really good though. Like I'm Missing You. The other artist that I want to mention for the album, I kind of debated with myself just because of she kind of has a bit of a reputation, but she ruled my life during 2003, 2004 because I loved her music so much. Lisa Young released This Time and she released 
classic in 2003-2004. Both those albums I love very much, especially classic, which was one of the first albums I received from K-pop. That one is so scratched up, I can't even listen to certain tracks anymore, but I love them very much, especially because the first track I heard from her was the track Alone, and it had a lot of actors that I've seen move on to other stuff since that I love. Actually, the actress in that music video, she was also in Yoongun's music video for Brown Hair, same actress. And she was also in Sangdu Hakyo Kaja, which is like one of my favorite dramas. So yeah, she's a very talented ballad singer, but she hasn't really released anything in recent years. But she's made so much good music, especially if you're going to listen to one song by her, it's got to be Alone from her This Time album. But I recommend the listening to the tracks leading up to it, because then when that track hits, it's like those tracks like led up to it and then it just drops and it's just oh yeah i love it and uh just one other honorable mention for sad soundtracks technically this isn't a soundtrack with like artists it's just instrumentals but there's a drama called spring waltz it's the last of the dramas like it started with autumn in my heart then it ended with spring waltz i got the album and it has two discs and the first one is more orchestral and then the second one is more stuff like chopin it is very good very sad because the drama is very sad but very good uh my favorite track from there has to be a sad motive i love that album i'm i very much love my sad music but those are the ones where I constantly enjoyed the whole album for. So, yeah, JR, you've got some interesting picks. I'm looking through what you wrote. So, uh, why don't you share? What have you done? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, no. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. We're not going back to that topic. I mean, as in, like, what you wrote up, you came up with your side, and you've got kind of spread that's different from me and from... Right, that is true. So, that's what I meant by what okay. you did. Okay. <laughs> You're not in trouble. Okay, so when I was initially trying to choose songs for this, I was struggling. And I started out only really having OSTs. But then, as I kind of thought about it more, I remembered other songs that I really enjoyed. And I also realized that 2016 was a great year for music. There was so many songs that came out that I really loved that year. And this first one is from 2016, I believe. It's called Beside Me by Davici. And Davici, if you guys don't know, they are a duo and they've been around for over 10 years now, I believe. They have longevity. And this is one of their title tracks off of their sixth EP called 50X Half. And it is just such a pretty song. Oh my goodness. They're both beautiful women. And Kang Min Kyung is just gorgeous. She is one of the prettiest. I don't I don't know if you would call her an idol, but she is an artist. So she's one of the prettiest artists, I think, that are active right now in the K-pop industry. But I don't want to go like too deep into it. It's just a really great song. The music video is beautiful. They're in these really pretty floor-length dresses, walking around a really old house, and there's a lot of flowers. And the lyrics are really sad, but it's really fun to sing along to. And it's just one of those ones that you're like bearing your soul as you sing along to it. And it's not even one of those songs where you have to be sad to listen to it. It's just a really good belting song, I would say. <laughs> and then my second pick is Violet by Pentagon. And this is a song off of their fifth EP, Demo 02. And Kino composed it and wrote the lyrics along with the rappers of the group. And they actually released a special music video after they held this one solo concert after its release. And 
I really love the video because most of the members, I think maybe all of the members, there's this purple cardigan and they all wear it. And I don't know why, but I just, I love the fact that they're all wearing this purple cardigan. And it's one of those one size fits all. I found it online. Like you can buy it still. But the fact that someone as tall as Yanan can wear it and then like, I'm pretty sure Jinho wears it at one point, but he's the shortest member of the group. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing, but I really love it. And Pentagon does a lot of different genres and they do them really well, but I think that they're mostly known for their energetic side. So this is a great song and they have a kind of ballad unit and they also have a song called Till I and I highly recommend that one too. So this next one, Min briefly mentioned and it's Breathe by Lehigh. This song is the title track off of her second album called Soulite and I found it kind of hard to categorize it because it's about being sad, but it's also supposed to be uplifting, like take a second and breathe type of a song. And I found it very helpful to listen to in times where I do need to remind myself, just take a second, breathe, and everything will be fine. It was written by Chinese Zhonghyun and then given to Lehigh, and it's really beautiful. And I think you can find a live cam of Jonghyun singing it. I don't remember if the title was in English or in Korean, so it might be kind of hard to find, but I really highly suggest that you go and listen to it because it's a very beautiful song. Then one last main one, and then we can go on to my quick honorable mentions. This next one I picked, I had completely forgot about it, even though when it first came out, I listened to it so much. It is Pricked by Winner, and it's a duo of Mino and Taehyun. And following the group's debut, they fell off the face of the earth, and they didn't make any music for a year and a half. And... During that time that they were on hi hiatus, I discovered Winner, and I was super into their music, and I was really disappointed that they hadn't come out with anything. But then, in February of 2016, they released their first EP, which was called Exit E, and this was supposed to be the first in five releases done by Winner in that year, I believe it was supposed to be over a period of a year. But this did not happen, because after Exit E came out, there was no information. Like, there were teasers that came out when they announced the project, and then there was nothing added to them. And in November of 2016, Taehyun left the group, so that was the end of the Exit project. <laughs> but yeah, this song is a duet, and to this day, it's probably in my top three winner songs. It's really guitar-heavy, and the lyrics are super angsty. Like, of all of these songs, it takes the top prize for being angsty. But it's really good, and it's really pretty. And Mino and Taehyun's voice, I feel like they go really well together. There's a nice juxtaposition of Taehyun's kind of more airy voice, and Mino has a more deep voice. So it's a good song. I highly recommend it. And then I have a bunch of honorable mentions, so I'm just gonna like say their names and that's pretty much it. <laughs> There's a epic high song called Can You Hear My Heart featuring Lehigh and this was in the Scarlet Heart OST, which by the way, Scarlet Heart is a really angsty K-drama, but I recommend it because IU is the main actress and I really like her acting. She's great. Another Scarlet Heart OST is For You and this is by XOCBX. The subunit is comprised of Chen, Baekhyun, and Zoomin. They make great music together and that one's really good. Still Love You by Lee Hong Ki and Yu Hui Sung. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this one because I feel like FNC isn't necessarily talked about a lot when it comes to vocalists. I mean, Hongi is talked about a lot, but and flying is still making their mark. They have some incredible vocalists, and putting FT Island's Hongi and Enflying's Hwesung together is the ultimate duo. I 
love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and I really wish that they would continue to le release music together. They can't right now because Hongi's in the military, but when he comes back, I really want them to do another collaboration. And this song, there's just a lot of emotion. It's really broody and angsty, and the video is very broody and angsty, and I, I love it a lot. This next one is really poppy. It's only learned bad things by B1A4, and it's such a 2011 song. It is the epitome of cringy to watch the music video because the styling is horrendous, but the song is really catchy, so I strongly recommend it. Quickly, Dilemma by, I don't know how to pronounce this because there's English, but then I don't know if the Korean is different. The French word for man, home. Yeah, Dilemma by home, really beautiful song, co-written by BTS's RM. I highly recommend it. Another one, Like a Flower by End Flying. Super angsty, super broody, great song. It's very slow. It's a very slow song compared to their other ones. And then lastly, Sorry by Kim sung Gyu. It's off of his last album, 10 Stories, and it's really great. It's just, he just, I just love his music, and I like all the songs that were mentioned, so yeah. Those are our favorite ballads, even if some of them may not be ballads, but we'll call them that. <laughs> <laughs> They're close enough. So last time I asked if you could name the the drama classifies she is came from and the answer is that it was part of the 2005 hit romantic comedy ne Irumun kim samsun known in english as my lovely kim samsun did you get it right if so let us know on social media and also let me know if you've seen the drama and what you think because that is one of my favorite dramas and i'm looking for people who are also fans of it let us move on to the song of the day today February 16th, 2011, Five Dolls released their debut album, Five Charming Girls, with the two title tracks, Lip Stains and I Mean You. The members of Five Dolls were former members of the co-ed group, Co-ed School, which was a massive group made up of, well, both boys and girls, which later got separated into the boy group Speed and the girl group Five Dolls. It was good. Five Dolls sadly didn't make releases or exist as a group for as long as Speed did, but they still made some really fun songs that you should check out. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or find more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at kpop sunbays or on our tumblr pages which will be in the show notes also linked there will be two playlists made up of the mentioned songs from this episode and the previous episode the two playlists will be from spotify and youtube again thank you for listening and we'll catch you in our next episode bye 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 catch your like pokemons